latest Totem Talks podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Martin Draper today. Martin heads up the finance recruitment function for Totem. Martin, before we kick off properly, do you want to just give us a bit of an explanation as to what Totem does and what your part of the business does? So Totem are a specialist recruitment business. We focus on finding business service professionals for professional services businesses with a particular focus on law firms. And my part of the business is anything that sits under a CFO, including a CFO, is probably the quickest way to describe it. Okay, thank you. So there seems to have been quite a lot of movement in the senior management teams of finance functions in the legal sector over the last few years. What trends have you noticed? Well, some some fun facts to start with. Since 2013, of the top 50 law firms, there's 34 of them with new CFOs or FDs, depending on how they've been designated, of which about a third of those new arrivals have come from out of sector, so haven't worked in law firms previously. We have been involved in quite a few of those of the ones we've worked on 50% of the placements were out of sector and when we take on new CFO or FD assignments there does seem to be more openness to a non-legal sector candidate or a selection of people that don't necessarily all need to have come from law firms. A point on gender diversity It's still not brilliant. Of those top 50, only seven have a female CFO or FD. Four of those seven are new to the sector since 2013, so there seems to be some kind of movement towards there being a better balance than that. Just going back to the attrition point, what do you think accounts for this amount of change in the leadership roles in this particular function in the law firm world? There's the usual reasons, retirements, individuals that want to take on a new challenge, changes of managing senior partners, executive boards that want a different type of finance director or CFO. That takes up some of it, but I think there's also a change in the way that law firms are run. It's become more sophisticated. Running a law firm today is different from 10 years ago. And I think that has made law firms think about what's important to them and whether there's a different set of skills that they need from their FDs or CFOs. Okay. Before we talk about the skills that are now required in these new appointees, do you get a sense of whether the turnover of CFOs, FDs is any greater or less than other functional areas? I don't know is the quick answer because I don't have that analysis in front of me. Traditionally, I think the CFO role, or the FD role, has been fairly stable. We know lots of instances where there's been people in those roles for 10 plus years. So instinctively, I think maybe it's a more stable position. Yeah. That's my impression as well. And certainly having recruited in other functions myself, my perception has always been that the BD and marketing functional director roles have the highest turnover. But that seems, the statistics you've quoted suggest that that isn't necessarily the case anymore. What kind of skills and experience do you think are now being sought in the sort of modern day CFO FD that you're being required to recruit into your clients? Worth quickly exploring the difference in titles. Calling the role a CFO rather than an FD is usually more than just a name change. It's more of a statement of intent for that role. It should be 
a CFO is a strategic position and something that takes on a firm-wide holistic viewpoint. They will generally sit on an executive board. The number of CFO roles that have popped up in law firms over the last few years is representative of the, the change in the wider business service community's place in law firms and the more prominent roles that they're playing in the strategic development of law firms. And in terms of skills for a CFO, I think that there's been a shift away from the compliance regulatory focus that FDs have had and really the CFO role is now very much a commercial and strategic one. So they're looking for people that are able to advise on how to improve overall performance of the business, not just implementing the managing and senior partners' visions, but coming up with ideas and potential new opportunities of their own. M&A experience is becoming more and more useful. We're seeing more and more consolidation in the market, people that have got experience of matching firms up and doing due diligence and making that stuff work seamlessly as it can. There's, I think, a change in the expectations of what finance functions actually do in law firms. The output now is much more focused on commercial analysis and finance business partnering than it was, say, 10 years ago. And there's also creation of new functions such as pricing, and that's become at the forefront of a lot of CFOs' to-do lists. Formulating the formats for offshoring or northshoring or outsourcing programs for finance teams is something we're seeing lots of and that trend has been ongoing since 2010. Before then, some firms had already kicked that stuff off. So someone that's had experience of doing that or has been involved in those kind of projects would be often on a CFO's job description. And then the reviewing of finance systems, making sure the firm is using the best products available for the budgets being allocated against that. And there's just that excellent communication skills piece. These aren't back office functions anymore. These are people that are out there talking to partners, talking to fee owners, talking to the budget holders around the business. So someone that's able to get buy-in and build rapport with partners and other senior stakeholders, open door policy, ready to take on new ideas from different places, Mm -hmm. that all makes up what I think the CFO of today is expected to do. Thank you. Okay, so you said what the modern day CFO is expected to do and the skills, etc. that they require. So do these types of skills actually exist already in the sector? or a firm's being forced to look outside? So I think they do exist in the sector, and they're actually growing in numbers because there's been this shift towards a more commercial finance function over the last 10 years. And the development of those functions has meant that there's now a pool of individuals that are at a senior level who are able to or are looking to step into number one roles. And the advantage that they have is that they've already got the cultural awareness piece. They, they understand how law firms work. They understand how partners in law firms operate. They know what kind of information they want. They know what kind of information will work when given it to them. How to present the financials in a way that will actually engage them. But with all that said, because the compliance focus has been replaced or isn't as important as it was, there's more openness to look at candidates from other industries as well. 
Okay, so when you are bringing in people from outside, from industry for example, and they don't have the exposure to the re regulatory and compliance aspects, how are these people bridging the gap? So the way firms are going about the skill set gap there is they'll often have a very strong head of financial controls or a financial controller as a number two or within the firm that is able to look after the compliance area. So you know, solicitor accounts rules being the most obvious one, but actually CFOs can pick that stuff up fairly easily. If they've worked in another regulated environment, they'd be able to pick up the SARs in a fairly straightforward way. Okay. Given you, you've recruited a number of CFOs here at Totem yourself, but you no doubt look at where other firms are recruiting these people from, are there any specific industry sectors that you've seen as being particularly successful to take the talent out of into law firms at CFO level? Big Four remains a popular choice for all the reasons you'd expect. They run their businesses in a similar way. They face many of the same challenges that law firms have faced and will continue facing, particularly in that shift in relationship between them and their client base and disruptor competitors coming into the market, change in workforce expectations. That's all stuff they'd have dealt with already. So Big Four is probably the, the most obvious place people go to initially. But we've also seen people and we've helped people move out of property and engineering consultancies. They are property consultancies, arguably slightly more commercial enterprise. Lots of consolidations happened in that sector. So the M&A piece is something that they'll be very aware of and capable of running. So that can be quite a compelling reason to take people out of that area or that sector. An example of someone that we have taken out of quite a different sector, uh, someone that was working in a high street retailer for most of their career and put into a law firm uh, is something that we've done fairly recently as well. We've seen a couple of high profile hires from media firms, not ones we were involved in, but ones that have happened and that seems to be somewhere else that people are willing to look at. Are those people still in place? One of them is. I'm intrigued by that, the whole media thing. What's the parallel between a media company and a law firm? There's still the time billing aspect, so the way they are generating revenue is similar. They're often firms or, or businesses that have themselves been through consolidation alongside the property sector. I think media has been going through a huge amount of consolidation as well. Uh, they're fairly entrepreneurial businesses as well, so they require a CFO that's able to look at the way that that business may be able to grow in a different way to the traditional model that they've got. Excellent. Just looking, looking ahead, I guess, things have clearly moved on hugely in the last few years with all these new people coming in and firms changing their CFOs, etc. If you were to sort of horizon scan a bit, what do you see as the sort of key development points of the future CFO in a law firm? I think there's an ongoing discussion about where the CFO should sit and the access that they have to the very senior conversations. So the partner level boards or the executive boards will generally have the CFO on it, but not always. And I think that will just become part of the course. CFOs will be on those executive boards. I guess the slight elephant in the room on this one is whether there will be more of a shift towards a partner status being backed up by the 
actually taken on the equity status within the business. And we've seen that. And I think there's a likelihood that that will continue because of all the reasons you'd expect. You know, there's the skin in the game piece that being part of the equity will give you. There's also the allure of being able to get people out of other sectors by saying, well, come and join us and you can actually become part of the partnership. So I imagine that more of that will happen. There's also the alternative business setups that are leading to more limited companies or bigger firms that are going down the non-partnership route. So that may well lead to, again, a different type of CFO, someone that maybe has had exposure to corporate finance or has been involved in flotations. So it be interesting to see that development. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and thank you for joining us on the latest Totem Talks podcast. Thank you. And if you did want to find out anything further about that, I'm on LinkedIn, so find me and send me a message. If anyone would like to find out a bit more about Totem, you can follow us on our Twitter channel at Totem Talks. Alternatively, you'll find us on LinkedIn as Totem. <laughs>